So, okay, so now we're recording. And uh, hi, my name is Diana Kaufman. I am an independent educational consultant in, uh, with many students from around the world. And I'm going to be interviewing Sofia Sarkisian, who's been my student for three years. And uh, mm -hmm. she has been accepted to King's College in London. And of course, now that's a little bit on hold because of the whole uh, pandemic. And we will listen a little bit to her experience as a high school student and a pre-university student. So hi, Sophia, how are you? Hi, Diana. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I'm very thankful for that. Oh, well, I'm very excited to have you on because I really <laughs> have enjoyed you as a student and have watched your progress and, and just enjoyed the whole, the whole ride that we've taken together. <laughs> Likewise. So, thank you. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and about your school life and, you know, anything that you'd like to tell us about yourself to begin with. Um, so personally, I consider myself to be quite an active person. I'm always looking for things to do, whether it's with friends or family, through sports. I consider myself to be a very sporty person, typically through tennis or, or the gym or basically anything that keeps me moving. Um, I also enjoy, one of my hobbies is cooking, uh, and I do that typically with my mom, and I find it super interesting. And as for school life, I think it's been a bit of a roller coaster in a lot of aspects. Uh, I wasn't always the highest scorer in school, uh, especially with maths-related subjects. But once I began organizing my time and began working harder in school, I began to see very positive uh, results. And I enjoyed this positive outcomes, so I continued working harder. I can say that for me, school work has been more about effort and organization than anything else. Um, and as I said, since I'm a very active person, I always had a very high involvement in extracurricular activities, whether it was a debate club, MUN, Enterprise Society, and becoming part of the prefect team, for example. And yeah, I have very, very nice memories from, from high school because of all those things. Okay, so it was important to participate actively in the school. And, Certainly. And, yeah, and I didn't mention that Sofia uh, graduated from an English school in Madrid. So she went through the English curriculum from, from hmm. Great Britain. So, you know, that makes it a little bit different. And yet she's mentioning how important extracurricular activities were in her school also. So, so that's important to take notice. And also the fact that you mentioned of your organization, that how important that was. So, you know, that's, that's uh, a good point that you've made and an important one. It's crucial, yeah, crucial. Yeah, so that really made a difference in your whole study, in, your, in the results of your studying. For sure. I used to be yeah. a very, um, I lacked organization when I was about 13, 14, and I think I began to get a bit more serious with my schoolwork when I was around 15. And it was all about uh, organization and time management. I think that's what it narrowed down to. Very interesting. Very good point. And yeah. then, um, what what was your, what was your most interesting uh, that whatever you did in school that for you was the most interesting happening? Let's say, or or you know, what did you most like about your school? Let's put it that way. Um, I. I think I developed very close links with a few teachers, especially my economics and geography teachers. 
they had an extremely contagious energy and amazing uh, sense of humor and their work ethic was sim simply inspirational. Um, aside from that, I have very fond memories with my friends, whether it was inside or outside of the classroom. And I think I wouldn't change my, I, I would have genuinely not changed my, my high school experience except for the last few months with the COVID situation. But aside from that, I couldn't ask for a, a better high school experience, to be honest. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful yeah. to hear. And, and of these teachers that you mentioned, uh, who, who was your favorite? Or maybe you have two or three favorite teachers and why? <laughs> maybe um, you'd like to, to tell us mention, about that. Yeah, to mm. mention one specifically, I would have to say my geography teacher, Ms. Cunha, no doubt about that. Mm. Um, again, her work ethic has been truly inspiring and she's always made sure to push me um, to my highest potential, whether it was work-wise or in my extracurriculars. So she always made sure to push me in things outside of academics as well, which I really valued because sometimes school seemed like they only focus on the academics. And yeah, I certainly think that's one of the purposes of school, clearly, but there's also more things about it than only academics. And I certainly hope to be as organized, charismatic, and work-driven as she is in the future. And what do you call work ethics? What do you mean by work ethics? Again, um, knowing how to organize yourself, knowing uh, how to prioritize things um, in order of importance, like what you should get out of the way first, maybe because it has a tighter deadline or maybe because it's a lot more work or however you want to organize yourself. Um, and yeah, I think I would narrow it down to that. Okay, so again, the whole time management and orga organization of yeah. your time. Okay, very yeah. important, very good, very interesting. And what was your favorite subject while you were in high school? Um, my favorite subject would certainly have to be economics, not only because of the amazing teachers that the department had, but also because of the uh, heated debates that were created in the classroom because of the very heated topics we we studied within that subject and I also became a lot more immersed in economic culture worldwide and I thought that was very enriching and important for a lot of people and yeah I could actually sit down and talk to my dad about economics and actually understand what he was saying <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was certainly very interesting and I really enjoyed that class for sure. That's wonderful, you know, and the fact that, that you did have like a, a worldwide view of economics and, and that they, they taught you so well that, I mean, to sit, even sit down with your dad and talk about economics, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Well, he even Great. mentioned that some of the things we did in high school those last two years, he saw in economics his first two years in university. So oh he was goodness. quite impressed. Yeah. Yes, that is impressive. Very impressive. How interesting. That's wonderful. And that way, that way you're that much, you know, further ahead than, than, than you know, maybe many students and, and even your dad at the time that he went to, to university. Certainly. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, what would you tell uh, high school students besides the fact of the time management and organization that we've been talking about and that seems such a, uh, an important point? to be able to carry mm -hmm. through, you know, in, with good grades and, and, and just come out with flying colors? Hmm. I would certainly have to say that I feel many people my age or younger see school as a burden. 
and that switch has to be flipped i understand that yes school is definitely a lot of work and if you actually want to get something out of it um, a lot of effort has to be pushed into as many aspects as you can within school um, but you have to try to get the best out of it, not only in the academics. Again, if you organize yourself and ask teachers if you get lost, you're going to actually start to understand the subject and even start to enjoy it a bit more because you understand a bit more. Um, and always try to remember that school is not only about the academics, but rather the collection of experiences you have with friends, teachers, extracurricular activities. So yeah, maybe some classes are not your cup of tea, but there will be one class that you will really enjoy or hopefully more than five classes, if I may, um, which make it really interesting. For example, my last, uh, not this last year, but the one before, I haven't been someone that has really enjoyed maths ever in my life. But two years ago, I had an amazing teacher and I really began to to, to enjoy the class simply because I like the way that teacher taught me. Um, so I think it's really important to, to think about those things. It's not only the class, it's also uh, the people within the class, the teacher, your friends. And yeah, I think you should really take importance in that. Portion. And of course, what, what you're saying is the more you know, then of course the easier it gets and, and the more yeah. you enjoy it from, from what I can understand what you're saying. You know, so Definitely. that's a very good point. Very good point. And the more you understand, the more you can partake in the class, like raising your hand up to answer any questions, which makes the class go by a lot faster and it's a lot more interesting because you actually have something to say about it. Um, and something I would recommend that if you like the topic, maybe start researching around uh, the topic you're looking at. For example, I remember when we started looking at renewable sources of energy and geography, I started reading a few books about that or a few documentaries and that actually brought in a lot of facts and interesting things into the classroom. And um, I got that idea from a friend of mine who, who was really keen in reading and finding more information. He was always like raising his hand up and I thought like, yeah, I, I want that. That's really cool. Oh, that's nice. What a good point, you know, because again, makes it a lot more interesting because you can also bring information to the classroom that maybe, you know, the other students haven't had the time or the interest or whatever to, to find out. Very good. Point. Yeah, good. definitely. Good, good. Well, I hope that the high school students are listening <laughs> and that they will take notice of what you're saying. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so. Yeah, we hope so because it's, it's, it is an important point. You know, everything you've said is, is really uh, you, you need to do it to really be a happy and, and, and successful student. And of course, when you get good grades, wow, I mean, that's, that's really cool. And that Definitely. is through organization and, and uh, you know, study. So, yeah. um, so my next question is, how do you see education evolving in the future? Well, I think with this COVID-19 situation where schools have been obliged to have a fully online uh, course, per se, I think this would, even today, there's uh, basically most of the things we do in school are on online platforms, at least in my school and a lot of, of my friends outside from King's College Madrid have the same situation going on. 
And I think this COVID-19 situation would be the last push maybe to, to have a full online school in the future, which I think would be a great loss for many students, especially in, in social aspects, because yeah, school is academics, but you also make a lot of friends and connections. And I think that's crucial for the present and the future. That's a, that, is a, that is a good point, because a lot of people have brought up with this COVID-19 that, that being online, sure, it's fine, you learn. And, but then what about all the rest, you know? Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, sometimes I see it as being hybrid, you know, that you'll go to class part of the time and then you'll do online work part of the time, you know? Yeah. Because there, there's also a whole price uh, structure, you know, maybe it, it'll be less expensive then to go to school, to go to college, if you have this hybrid mm -hmm. system, you know? So, so yeah, yeah that's, it's, that's interesting. Um, and, and just thinking about all this that you're saying and, and how uh, the COVID-19, you know, has impacted you, maybe you can tell us something about, you know, what it's been for you to go through this pandemic and to go through, you know, be in lockdown. Yeah, um, I think some days I woke up and I was quite enthusiastic. I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a very active person. I was always looking for different things to do. Um, aside from the school work, which we were sent. Um, but there was some days that I woke up and I simply did not want to do anything. I felt just completely in a lockdown. Yeah, I felt, but personally, I, I felt like I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything some days. I didn't feel motivated at all. Uh, fortunately, those days were a lot less than the good ones. Um, <laughs> and honestly, for me, it was a time of reflection where I could say, look, I live with my whole family in my house, in a house that has a garden. I can go outside, have some fresh air, um, you know, uh, spend time with my family. I even learned new things within my family that I didn't know. And <laughs> it was actually quite interesting. Of course, some days living in a lockdown, you there were some, not disputes, but maybe inconveniences with the people you live and that might be some that was a bit uncomfortable sometimes but again it was most of the times where we were okay playing board games or doing other things and it was I actually enjoyed it within the whole situation like it wasn't as bad as some other people um, could have experienced it so I can't complain to be honest for um, like my whole family were healthy was healthy and yeah i can't complain honestly yeah so in a, in a sense you you feel that it has been a, a positive experience all in all all in all given the situation and how bad it actually turned out to be i think we were really fortunate in share like being with my family living in a house that has a garden no one lost yeah. their jobs so, yes. yeah, I Important. think within the situation, yeah. we were quite well off, very well off, to be honest. Yeah, that's very good. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And so uh, when we first started speaking, you said that you like cooking and particularly with your mom. So yeah. <laughs> what, what do you like to cook with your mom? Tell us some of your favorite dishes. Uh, well, my mom has a Spanish family, so we do a lot of Spanish-based food, whether it's paella or... Now with this extreme heat, it's a lot of gazpacho and things like that. 
Um, then okay. on my dad's side, there's a bit of a Greek vein. So we also try to cook uh, quite a lot of Greek stuff, whether it's Greek salad, tzatziki, or taramo salata, um, a lot of things. Uh, you probably don't know what those things are <laughs> by those well, names. Some of the yeah, some of the <laughs> Greek dishes, yes, of course, because I some think it's very yum food. So it's a very international uh, yeah. household that, that, that you're in, you yeah. know, this, this yummy food and different foods that you make. That's, that's fascinating. Certainly, certainly. And sometimes my mom gets into, like, Thai food or Indian food, and it's really interesting. And now I'm currently into a lot of uh, sort of a more fit lifestyle, and I began doing a lot of um, like cookies and and cakes that are actually more on the healthy side and yeah some some have turned out very disgusting but others have been quite good <laughs> well I'm so, glad you're trying and you're you know it's good yeah. to experiment and then you'll finally get to find you know the cookies that really always turn out you know well and yummy so that's exactly what, exactly what a nice experience um <laughs> Yes, not so, for the person that had to try the disgusting ones that wasn't a nice experience for them no no <laughs> <laughs> not at all so um i don't know is there anything else that that you would like to add that you know you you think would would be interesting that maybe i've missed uh, mm. that you can think of i think the questions were very well rounded mm. for now i don't have any anything to add okay right now okay and how, how do you foresee your, your time in the university when you get there? So, uh, and, and also that I, I forgot to ask you, you know, uh, maybe would you like to take like part of a gap year if they let you go back, if they let you go to university in January? Would you like to start online? I mean, have you thought about those, those um, issues? Yeah, I've thought about them, but right now I think I'm in the mindset to start university. I'm really excited about it, whether it's online or part of it or or actually hybrid or, or fully on campus, which I doubt. But yeah, I'm, I'm already in the mindset to start university, so I haven't really acknowledged the opportunity to take a gap year. I did a few years ago, but not anymore. Right now, I just want to start university and I would like to start it as realistic as I could. Um, so oh, if I could go in September, I would be really happy, but we have to be realistic right. as well. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's still September, still, you know, a little bit far further up, up, up and further away. And, and the important thing is that you are clear, you do want to start university and whether it's online or hybrid or all on campus. So yeah. That, that's an important point. So a gap year is not part of your future, your university no. is. Okay. No, exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Mm. And is there anything else that you would like to, uh, you know, maybe touch upon in subject or issue that maybe I've uh, missed? Um, well, yeah, I, I would like to mention that throughout my school year, especially this last year, I struggled a lot with, with math, especially. And I didn't really acknowledge what the problem was until I realized I wasn't asking the teacher for help when I needed it. And I think that's super, super important. You have to realize when you need someone else's help in order to like overcome your mistakes or things you're doing wrong or whatever. And with maths, I certainly, certainly regret not having done that. 
um, when I actually start started to take action, I think was like halfway through the year. And I think it should have been done from the start. Don't leave things for the last minute, genuinely. Well, that, okay, so always ask for help is what you're always. saying. You know, yeah. always, yeah. That's, a, that's very, very important because sometimes we tend to think, no, I can do it on my own or, yeah, or you know, exactly. whatever. And, and I mean, we're there to learn. You know, no matter what age you are, whatever you're doing, and and yes, we need to ask for help. That's a, that's a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, you know, because yeah. um, we hadn't really touched upon it. You know, a little bit more. So great! <laughs> this is wonderful. Um, so thank you very much, Sophia, uh, for you. your time. This has been so much fun to touch base with you again. Definitely. And, uh, I look forward to hearing, you know, about your starting your university at Kings in London, you know, whether it's online sure. or hybrid or whatever. So no, anyway, no. Have, yes, nice to be with you, sweetie. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. -bye. Bye. So.